you're listening to The Watchers, a show where two women from opposite ends of New Jersey watch TV about New Jersey. And other stuff. We're in our off season. <laughs> so we're we're just kind of doing what we're doing. Yeah. And you're Andrea. Oh, yeah. That's me. I'm Andrea. And I'm you're Jody. Jody. Yes. That's right. Yes, I am. We're, um, it's only been a couple of weeks. We're like <laughs> rusty. Yeah, it's all right. We're, we're going to uh, shake the cobwebs off and, and yes. all of that. Um, thank you for bearing with us for our, our little break while we ingested some new stuff and had a couple little production meetings and thought about what we wanted to do. We and went camping. One of us went camping. <laughs> one of us stayed home. <laughs> so I think um, what we're going to do today is... We'll catch people up a little bit on the wide world of Yellow Jackets. There's really not much to catch people up on, but yeah. I think we should check in. Yeah. Um, well, we'll. I think you and I will have a little conversation about what else we've been watching in case mm-hmm. folks are looking for stuff. Yeah. And then we'll let you know what we're going to um, watch for next week, which will be our first official episode, regular episode um, of the off season. Yeah. Yes. So quick, I guess, explainer of what we're going to be doing for the off season, at least mm-hmm. for now. Um, so Andrea and I both became obsessed with Yellow Jackets because of our specific and overlapping pop culture interests, mm-hmm. right? Totally. And the way that we wanted to talk about that show through the lens of like two, you know, millennial Gen X queer women from Jersey. Um, and so weirdly enough there are some movies and television shows that one of us has not seen that the other has mm-hmm. seen uh mostly generationally um driven it'll be interesting to see how much of it right now it's breaking down generationally but we've talked you know yeah about a few different ones where like sometimes there's just a weird gap yeah weird blind spots mm-hmm. totally so we're starting in this out as sort of a making each other watch things from our pop culture canon right? Um, that are typically pretty connected to Yellow Jackets in some way um, yeah, culturally if, or if the not, themes in it that we're interested was, in. Yeah. Even if not directly referenced by or influencing. Right. Um, I think but, the conversation week to week will be a, one that we've already been having. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so if you enjoyed our take on Victorian literature and its connection to <laughs> Yellow Jackets... <laughs> Get ready for more obscure references to 19th century writers. <laughs> Y'all are lucky I didn't convince Jody to just pivot this into a full-on book club. <laughs> There's no book club, Andrea. <laughs> There's no book club. <sighs> Very so, good. I know. That was nice. Um, yeah, I loved that. We'll give um, listeners a little info at the end about what we're going to watch and where they can watch it. So mm-hmm. you can go right from this episode into getting ready for next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But what's been happening, I guess, like, I want us to have a little space to talk about Yellow Jackets because I always want to. But there's really no, sadly, no new news. We're waiting for Emmy Emmy nominations to come Mm -hmm. out. Um, That's going to be July 12th. Um, There's a lot of buzz around. So sorry, (laughs) that was not intentional. Around (laughs) Sophie Nalise, um, Melanie Linsky, a number of other members of the cast, actually. I, this is just a feeling I have. I don't remember if I read anything specifically about this, but I'm getting the feeling that they're narrowing that and are going to be really pushing for Melanie Linsky. Mm. Um, And I wonder if that will be 
to the if that will then end up ignoring the push behind some other actors especially the younger yeah i mean what tends to happen with these award shows is like you know it does become in some cases certainly not all cases but in some cases it becomes like a reward for a longer career given through a current show Mm -hmm. um and melanie linsky a lot of the talk about her in the past couple of years with yellow jackets is just how she's been doing good work for a really really long time and like hasn't gotten the visibility that some other actors of her generation have right um though so that's not to say that other people won't be nominated i think i think i will be very surprised if yellow jackets itself doesn't get a nomination and if melanie doesn't get a nomination right. i think those two are pretty yeah she's i think those will be major snubs if not agreed agreed um yeah she's definitely in the conversation for a lead actress in a drama with mm-hmm. people like um sarah snook from succession which mm-hmm. is probably going to be if you ask me who's going to take it. Um, oh, yeah. Because, well, su- Succession just ended. Mm, that's um, a good point, too. So much of it is. she's been doing such good work the whole time. Right. So, but we'll see. That should be, that'll be out in a couple weeks. The only other thing I have is the really delightful interview that uh, Natasha Leone did mm-hmm. with Melanie Linsky for Variety recently. It's on YouTube. We'll drop a link in the um, show notes. But Absolutely. The two of them together... Um, we've talked briefly, I think, about But I'm a Cheerleader um, on this show. Mm-hmm. I think we've mentioned I it. I think so. Maybe it didn't make it into the edit, but... Yeah. But so the two of them have known each other since that movie, um, which is a classic mm-hmm. of queer cinema um, by Clea Duvall. Really, really fantastic movie. She's another one. Natasha Leone and Clea Duvall would both, and Clea Duvall would both be great additions in some way to Yellow Jackets. Totally. Totally. Um, so yeah, it was like a, it's like a half hour variety interview, but they're just delightful. Like if you love Melanie, Melanie Linsky as much as we do, which I'm sure you do, Mm. um, it's just nice to see them chatting and joking with each other and being just delightful, uh, women friends. But other than that, I haven't seen much. We're still waiting to (sighs) hear when our bonus episode is going to drop. It's probably not going to be for a long time. Mm -hmm. But of course... We will be here to cover it when it does. Absolutely. Writers are still on strike. Doesn't seem like, at least from the outside, we're obviously not involved in those conversations, really. Um, I I said really as if we are kind of. We're not involved in those conversations, obviously. Um, From the outside, it doesn't seem like they've made a ton of progress. No, it doesn't. Um, I hope we're wrong about that, but it doesn't seem like it's getting there quickly to any resolution. Our friend uh, Chris Gethard has been out on the Jersey front lines yeah. big time. I will say, yeah, if you're somebody who's not involved like us in entertainment, though, and you live in an area that has some film like production presence but isn't like L.A. or New York, yeah. they're often desperate for people to stand on the picket line. Yeah. Um, picket lines have to be, I think, three people to count and... Um, I know that Teamsters won't cross picket lines as long as they're there, but if they're not there, they will because they have a job, job. to do. So Yeah. No, um, that's a really good point. Like, you know, Chris was picketing in like Morristown or something. Like it's not LA or New York, but they need yeah. people. So Yeah, and those picket lines will often be like five or six people. Yeah. And if two people can't show, like Yeah. That you know, so uh Yeah. Go yeah, bring a snack and uh 
go yell at a high school where they have a production going on that shouldn't be going on right now. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, they're really sneaky about it in smaller places like that, too, because they think they can get away with it. So if yeah. you're somebody who is um, interested in this stuff and wants your the writers of your favorite shows to get yeah. the compensation they deserve, and also if you selfishly want your shows to come back, that's a little something you can do if you live in an area where... A hundred percent. And I think there's probably strike funds out there that you can donate to, too, mm-hmm. even if you're not physically able to do that. Um, right. But yeah, let's let's support the creators that give us the shows we love. Exactly. Um, and not the mega corporations that are making, making all the money. A bazillion dollars off of them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally. I almost said no offense, Showtime, as if they're listening. <laughs> but also big offense, also offense Showtime. to Showtime. Yeah. And all of these companies. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of, it, it does seem like our off season might end up being a little longer than we'd anticipated. So. I know. Um, I know. But so speaking of giant corporations and the products that they are putting out, <laughs> mm-hmm. what are you watching? Anything interesting? Um, the only thing that I've, well, I've I actually have two shows I've been watching. One, did we talk about the one that I'm not, I don't even know that I'm a fan of it, but I watch it every week, is Silo. Have we talked about we Silo on here? I haven't watched it yet. Silo is very interesting. Okay. Um, it is a really cool concept. It's a cool premise. I love the setting. Um, it's based on a series of Hugh Howey novels. Yeah, and I heard it was based on um, a book or multiple books. Yeah, it's a future dystopia where a bunch of people, um, the last like 40,000 people apparently, as far as you know, um, left of the human race, live in this underground silo. We don't know how long it's been there. The people who live in the silo don't know how long it's been there. It's generational. Um, mm-hmm. And it's um, all about a sort of like conspiracy building up and some murders. And it's it's really interesting the way they're trying to like unravel this mystery some of the don't want to get into it too much um i will say uh yellow jacket redditors who are here um you think we get intense the people over at silo the silo reddit do not like each other or the show very much it seems it is weird over there um that's also happening with a show that i think i was gonna talk about Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Uh, um, The thing that I have thought about Silo myself that I didn't realize was a huge sore spot for the Silo community is the acting in general is a little odd. Mm. It's not I haven't been able to say whether it's good or bad. It's just the tone of the show is a little strange. And um, it's hard for me to find my footing in that way. I have watched every episode. It is weekly. So like that tells you something because I don't. I love TV a lot, but I have a hard time yeah. latching on to things, especially weekly shows, unlike, you know, except for um, our dear Yellow Jackets. Yeah. I would say check it out, but don't go in with like Yellow Jackets high expectations. Okay. It's, it's really interesting. I probably will end up reading the books before I finish the series, though. What uh, um, service is it on? Yeah, it's an Apple TV show. Okay. Um, so I just canceled Apple TV. <laughs> <laughs> I would say you don't necessarily need to get it back for this. No, one. when when there's something I desperately want to watch on there, I'll restart yeah. and watch it then. Um, but if you're into like uh, dystopian futures, mysteries, it's got, I will say the thing it reminds me of a little bit is um, it's sort of has Battlestar Galactica vibes to me in a way. Mm. It's not a sci-fi show, really. It's more like... It feels almost steampunky it's like kind of Snowpiercer underground is what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I haven't seen, but I think so. Um, oh, should I? It 
total side note. I don't think I've talked about this on here. If you're looking for a show to binge that you haven't watched before or that you've watched in the past and want to hear a podcast all about it, my first podcast was a Battlestar Galactica rewatch podcast. Have I talked about this? No, you haven't. I mean, uh, I know about it, but we haven't talked about it on here. Um, it's done. We finished the series. I started at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, it's called Set Condition One. It's me and um, my... Uh, roommate and friend and studio partner uh kitsy and another co-host um i was new to the show they're longtime fans and we watched it episode by episode i love battlestar galactica so much so 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 much and you can um listen to me fall in love with that show and also my budding podcast career that i do now is my day job there you go so weird um if you're looking for something in addition to our show which i hope you keep coming back but yeah if you're looking for a tv show um, no, that's good. Let people, what if I, okay. let people know. Yeah. Um, I have one other show to talk about, but, uh, what are you, what are you watching? So, and I, th- I want to talk about that show too, even though I'm not as far ahead as you are. Um, I, <laughs> so prompted by the Yellow Jackets Reddit community that was all sort of everyone searching for something else to watch once Yellow Jackets was done for the season. Um, a lot of people had recommended from, yeah, Which, a couple of our listeners had asked us directly. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently the season finale, not apparently, I know the season finale finale was last night, and I haven't seen that yet. Um, but I did watch all of season one, and I will end up having watched all of season two. Um, that does not mean that I recommend the show, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it has some it has some good points to it. Um the world that they're in is interesting. The mystery is interesting. But my complaint about it, I hate to be talking about the first show I bring up, like kind of down on it, but... Well, I kind of did the same thing with the show that I'm fair happily watching. I think we should be honest. Yeah, of course. Um, like, I like some of the people in it. Um, Harold, how do you say his last name? Pirino? Perino? Perino from Lost. Lost um, and from Romeo and... Well, from, excuse me, William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Right. He's sort of one of our main characters in it. I like him a lot as an actor. I like I him a lot too. Great. And that was one of the reasons I started watching it. Um, my big gripe with that show is that they have answered not one question. It's been two seasons. They just keep oh, adding wow. more questions. It is... Like, maybe I'm dumb, but... <laughs> But based on, like, the comments on Reddit also, no one knows what the fuck is going on. And the theories, they you think we sound crazy coming up with Yellow Jacket series? The theories for this show are so wild because they've given you nothing to hold on to. Like, everything is just, every week it's like, here's a new mystery. Not uh. like, let's solve a piece of that. That's one of the things we said with Yellow Jackets that we liked yeah. was that they would bring at least some things to a conclusion or to an answer to move on to the next thing. And even lost for all of our yeah. collective complaining about it, you were getting some stuff sometimes. Yeah. Even if just through flashback. No. I mean, with From, it's literally like you're discovering new things all the time, but none of them are making connections that make any sense to any of the other things. And like – Feel free to disagree with me. If you love the show, I'm sorry. Again, maybe I'm dumb. I just... Jody, you're not dumb. I so just we all know that. could not fucking follow what they were trying to get me to connect. There's symbols. There's tunnels. There's 
people that are not so, dead but are not alive uh, I was attack going and to kill people. Ask, my question was going to be, so what do you think it is about this show that that drew our Yellow Jackets? Fit, there's like, symbols. Like... There's tuttles. <laughs> there's people that are not alive it's a and horror not dead. Series? It's a horror show, yeah. Okay. A horror series. Um was it's, it a weekly? Does it, it drops yeah, weekly? Yeah, it drops so weekly. So that's probably part of it too, right? Is that like it's not a show that people were able to binge and then say, oh, that was confusing and didn't give us much. Like people have been talking about, I've seen people talking about From since the first episode, kind of right. like interested in the mystery and hoping to get some. Yeah. And I think a lot of people probably did what I did, which was after the first season was over, was looking for something to watch and binge the whole first season and then mm-hmm. kind of caught up on season two, sort of like you did with the Yellow Jackets. Right, right. Um, but like, I just, I don't know. I haven't seen the season finale yet. Maybe they answer some questions, but literally I have not learned one solid thing that I can hold on to that is like, Make sense with anything else. It's just mm-hmm. like now it's now it's dreams can kill you. And like they just keep adding and adding and adding and adding and not answering anything. Huh. So interesting. Yeah. I hate to sound ungrateful for a show with an actor I like and that I have watched all of, but I don't know. I hope they tell us some stuff. It does kind of make me want to watch it more now, actually. I mean, it does. Obviously, it has its it has its positive aspects or I wouldn't have stuck around. I don't have, right. you know, all the time in the world <laughs> right. to do that. I have a lot of time, but. It's so funny how this happens because what happened is you and I talked about two shows maybe doing from was going to be the one I was going to watch. Mm. And then you, I think watched the first episode and then just started texting me about it and just Being burned mad. through the whole thing. Yeah. Increasingly mad, which yeah. is what happened to you for, um, the watcher as yeah. well yeah. so now you're two for you owe me uh, or i owe you i don't know you owe to... me yeah no i was really mad when i <laughs> when it started getting later and later in the se- first season and then into the second season and i still didn't understand what was happening i was like this show that i will continue to watch is really fucking frustrating it's so funny because there are a lot of yellow jackets fans and a lot of it wasn't just one or two of our listeners it was like no. most of our listeners who suggested it um who sent us suggestions from was on their list yeah and so i think because it's a puzzle show like it's it has that aspect to it i just find what i love about yellow jackets which is not what a lot of people love about it necessarily uh yeah is the the relationships and the exploration of trauma and all of that like this that part of the story and less about the answers quote unquote so. Right. And you're also somebody who is um, less interested in horror as a genre. Definitely. And I wonder if you're a big horror fan, if you can just go in. Because, like, there are plenty of horror movies where I do not care about answers or figuring. I'm yeah. just there to be kind of scared and to, like, dive into the feeling of that. So I kind of wonder now, saying that, if I might end up liking you From a little it. bit more. It might just be. I our, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So. Because there's also probably a ton of references in there to other horror movie tropes and other, right. you know, things like that, that I'm just not as aware of that might make it more interesting. That's so funny considering what we're going to be doing in the off season. I know. I know. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to maybe refer back to you from and yeah. see if that changes. Um, so let's talk talk about one more show and yeah. then we'll let folks know um so this is one that i watched all of 
the newest season, which dropped just a few days ago, in one go. I think you're about halfway through. I'm about halfway through, yeah. Um, you watched and liked, obviously, if you watch season two, but I think you and I both watched and liked enough uh, mm-hmm. season one of The Bear. Yeah. Yep. Um, it, yeah. Which has... It's gotten a lot of attention. It doesn't need us to kind of prop it up. It's no. It's pretty pretty popular show on Hulu or FX on Hulu, I think. Yeah. But I will say, I liked season one plenty. Mm-hmm. It fe- It's a Chicago show through and through, but it has a lot of... It feels very... The things I love about New Jersey yeah. um, are are present in this show in a lot of ways. Um, there, It's a lot of found family stuff that I love so much. Yeah. Um, it feels There's a lot like, of the scrappiness of like the how am I losing the name of the fucking hot dog place in Jersey? No, which 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 one? Jimmy Buffs. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's it feels like it could take place at a place like Jimmy Buffs. Uh huh. That's what like it reminds me of. It it's funny because season one, like I said, I liked a lot. It felt very familiar to me in, in terms of like the people, not in terms of the show. Season one doesn't feel like any show right? other than itself. But um, if you watch season one and, and liked it enough, or if you didn't watch season one, season two, I love, I watched it all in one day. My roommate and I just, just sat, I got no work done yesterday because I just couldn't stop watching. It's so, season two is so good. Yeah. Um, you, you're coming up on one of my favorite episodes of TV in a very long time that you're about to see in a, in a couple of hours of television. Uh, it's so watchable. Everyone is so lovable, even when they're making bad decisions. Um, yeah. Where season two goes is really cool and interesting. And there's that word again. I used to be an English teacher. Uh, they do really compelling stuff that um, I didn't see coming in season one. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I I did enjoy season one. Um, I think we talked about this off mic, but I my only real complaint about season one was there was a lot of sort of like aggressively dumb masculinity in the cousin character. Uh huh. Um, and that's fine. Like that's a that's a type of person we all met. That type <laughs> well, of person. I, I think, and it's one that again, I think we have probably we met a lot of them, of, which yeah. is. On the one hand, it's entertaining to watch them, but on the other, it's like, I fucking get it, dude. Like, come on. Exactly. Um, But other than that, I very much did like the first season, and I very much liked the character of Sydney and Marcus and the sort of, like, the perspective that they give you on the character of this sort of, like, glorified chef that Mm -hmm. is, like, a genius, you know, because you're seeing it kind of through their eyes a lot of the time. Not technically, but, like, that's a little bit of the lens that the show is giving us on him. But, yeah, I'm excited about season two because I sat down last night after you had said that you watched the whole thing. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll start. (laughs) And I watched the first four or five episodes last night. I mean, they're short. I so appreciate a show that is 30 minutes and tight like that and like uh-huh. really good. And the whole thing, none of it feels like wasted time. No, not at all. So... It's also, I think it has some of the best, most natural feeling dialogue in all of television. I could watch these people talk to each other. And maybe, again, I think part of that is they feel like people that I know and Mm -hmm. grew up with. There's an episode this season, the one that I was, that I'm talking about for you, Jody, that like is straight from like, I've lived through that episode a hundred times. And uh, I'm glad you brought up Marcus and Sydney in particular. There's something about the two of them. We were talking off mic. It 
I, I think they're scripted, their dialogue, but it feels so natural. And I know um, Sydney in particular, I think the um, actor who plays her comes from an improv background. I think that maybe maybe everything isn't totally scripted, but their dialogue right. is so effortless and natural. Yeah. And they just everybody on the show, for the most part, feel like real people, especially the two of them. Totally. Totally. It, it just feels so good to watch. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the rest of it. I'll probably finish it, like, in the next day or two. Um, Keep me posted. I will. I will. Um, So, yeah, that is what we've been watching. I also just want to quickly shout out the, I think it's the 10th season now of Alone is currently airing (laughs) week to week. I think it's on episode three was the last one. It airs Thursday nights on History Channel. it's very much not connected to Yellow Jackets in a lot of ways. The only way it is connected to it is the survival situation. and uh, But that's enough for me. I like to see how people like build fishing nets and build shelters. And I like to see them, the big, strong military guys like realize they miss their family and cry. And, like, <laughs> and the, the women be really like... This is a generalization, obviously, but the women involved be very like stoic and like calm emotionally when things go wrong. And it's just interesting. It's like a sociological uh, study in some ways of a certain type of person, which is like the survivalist that would go on this show. Right. It's a show. I I know that I will like it when I eventually watch it. I listened to um, that interview with Jason Manzoukas and And Monia. on on how did this get made a few weeks back that was fantastic highly recommend even if you haven't watched alone and and, or don't listen to how did this get made it doesn't matter just listen to jason menzoukas on any podcast yeah come on our podcast she said (laughs) Um, putting that out into the universe you manifesting i'm trying put them up on the vision board yeah um no i love that show it's got complicating it ha- I have complicated feelings about it because of the representation of masculinity that it portrays mm-hmm. um but I think whether intentionally or not there are parts of that show that fully undermine that and are questioning literally capitalism like I think at its heart maybe unintentionally it's an anti-capitalist show that's cool um so yeah so that's that's what we're watching right now yeah and if uh, you check any of that out either on our recommendation or against our recommendation, depending on the show. Let us, uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. Yeah. So next week, mm-hmm. should we let them know finally what we're watching? I think so. Yeah. Okay. It's your pick first. It is my pick first. Um, I have referenced this movie a number of times um, in our conversations about Yellow Jackets and particularly in the black comedy side of Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. Every time Andrea says in a, uh, in our conversations, this is a comedy. I always think <laughs> of the movie Heather's um, formative movie from my youth. Came out in 1988. Um, Winona Ryder, Christian Slater, um, sort of very. If you haven't seen Heather's, what should I tell you? I should tell you that the way it treats things that we are very. Um, sensitive about now and not in a bad way um it treats them in the way that the 90s and the late 80s treated them mm-hmm. so teen suicide uh bullying homophobia sexual assault and coercion all of that shit's in there from the perspective of teenagers and pers- from the perspective of teenagers in the 90s 
where it was much less questioned and pulled apart and all of that. So um, I think if you haven't seen it and you go in knowing that, it might go down a little smoother. It's one of my favorite movies ever made. Um, so I'm not trying to couch it and apologize for it at all. It's just, it's a product of its time. Um, and so, you know, it's pre the school shooting era. It's pre 9-11. Right. It's pre a lot of stuff that has changed the way that we can talk about things in TV and movies and things that we can and can't really um, depict on screen. I think that's probably going to be the case for a lot of the things that we're watching because so much of what yeah. you and I are going to be trading back and forth are formative things from earlier, from like our earlier right. years and conversations, even just in the last 10 years, um, yeah. have changed quite a bit totally. around the things that you and I are so interested in talking right. about. And it'll be interesting to compare it all to how those subjects are handled in a show like Yellow Jackets that is at least in part set in the time period that we will be referring back to a lot, yeah. but through a, like a 21st contemporary... century contemporary lens. Right. Totally. Especially yeah. when we talk about like people um, taking issue with how quickly um, the soccer team accepted Ty and Van's relationship, for example. Um, yeah. It, yeah. 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 So, so we're not going to get too into the, the conversation those conversations now but we will be in the coming weeks for sure yeah so yeah if you want to have a little peek into um the quotes that i quoted incessantly in high school <laughs> if you want to also in our show in our show if you want to <laughs> find out how annoying um a person who is obsessed with others could be <laughs> in high school the number of times that i said like what's your damage to uh people in my life well, and then that is that's funny. What's your damage? Because I always think of Buffy. One of the like, one of the things that comes from Buffy for me is Cordelia saying, "What's your major malfunction?" Which mm. is like a that's a direct lineage. Like, yeah, yeah. So hopefully you enjoy it if you haven't seen it and you watch it for our conversation. Um, if you have seen it and you want to refresh yourself on it, it is in a lot of places. I watched it on Amazon Prime for free, um, but it's lots of other oh. places as well. I don't know why it didn't occur to me to just watch it there. You can get it for free on Tubi with um, commercials. With commercials too, if you want to watch it with commercials. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why not. I did that. I well, didn't realize this. Maybe you're a better person than I am, and you don't have Amazon Prime. Um, <laughs> then you can watch it on Tubi. There you go. Yeah. So come back next week, and we will talk about Heather's um, why it could be and should have been set in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, we'll go from there. Every week, new movie, new conversation, uh, same general vibe. At Watchers Pod NJ on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Come find us. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. <laughs> tell your frenemies. We'll see you then. We'll see you next week. Bye.